delay. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 45, recording this on January 27th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz, who just hit her one-year anniversary on the First Alert weather team. Hey, Camilla. That's right. Hello, Jeff. And I'm also joined by our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jeff, and congrats, Camilla. An exciting year. Lots of lots of fun times, and I see lots more shenanigans ahead. Oh, I think so. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a blast for sure. Learning a lot. Yeah, and I hope you guys uh, share the cheesecake that Camilla apparently makes on the evenings. <laughs> Jeff, you miss out on a lot of baked goods working That's the morning right. show. Hate to yeah, say no, it. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 get right into the weather. Uh, let's do a quick recap here. We're now, obviously, late in January. Um, we're over halfway through climatological winter, and... Boy, it's been a snooze fest. I think we've recorded two tenths of an inch of snow at PDX. We've actually <laughs> yeah. had we've had more ice than snow technically oh, yeah. this winter. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts, guys? What are how, what are your feelings about winter so far? <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Well, um, pretty slow. I mean, we had basically all we've had is that excitement uh, right around Christmas time. What the cold air. And then yeah. two days after Christmas, a uh, windstorm, which we have covered in great detail in the last podcast, number 44, of course. That's our little tease backward. Uh, but since that time, boy, January, I think we had, what, 18 consecutive days of rain? Is that right? Yeah. Something then, like that. Yeah. But they've been a bit, no real big washouts. Just yeah. kind of lame, gloomy, drippy weather. Exactly. We had that Riel, our new anchor, uh, a news anchor. And I remember she would look at me each day and go, it rained again today and I said oh someday it won't rain don't worry and then we had a dry day and she thought it was so bizarre that in this climate I mean she knew our climate in general but she was like wow this is crazy um and I said don't 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 worry there'll be like four months with no rain yeah Um, and sure enough now we've been dry we were dry five days and now we've got kind of drips out there this morning yeah kind of gloomy and a little slow yeah I would agree been a little drizzly today yeah Um, yeah and snow's been falling in the Cascades after five days of dry conditions. Uh, we finally saw the snow return this morning. Um, we had snow-covered roads, things like that. Pretty good snow out in the Blue Mountains as well. And then we – so this is disturbance number one that's coming through. Um, pretty weak system coming out of Canada. And uh, the reason why we were dry all week, by the way, was high-pressure. Big Ridge was building over the West Coast. That's starting to back off over the Pacific, and that's opening the door to cooler air, which is really going to start to pour in this weekend – and that's kind of the main focus on the forecast. Um, guys, We earlier this week, we had some signals that we could see a brief snow in the lowlands west of the Cascades. The timing was kind of looking like uh, Saturday, like late afternoon, evening. But, uh, boy, that the chances are dwindling. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah, you mean like zero? Okay, right. not, okay non-zero. Let's say there's a 5% chance of sticking snow in the city of Portland this weekend. But, you know, models, they've done really well on the timing. I mean, this whole week they were like, okay, we switched to this dry easterly wind, low dew points, colder air coming in through the gorge and over the Cascades. Sometimes Saturday evening, I mean, don't you guys agree? For four or five days they've been really consistent with that. Yeah. So timing's been good. Um, But the only thing that, well, and and it was always kind of iffy would we get sticking snow out of this because going into these cold, uh, cold events, if you've got the moisture around still after temperatures drop to near freezing or below freezing, yeah, you get snow. But if the moisture just dwindles first and then the cold air moves in, man, no snow. And that, that ha- turns out to be the case this time. So I was really, uh, let's say, poo-pooing it quite a bit Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I think by today's Friday. So, yeah, by Wednesday I was like, eh, I think it's unlikely. And, you know, saying a lot of that, you know, a lot of it is kind of verbal. 
And yeah. um, I think by yesterday, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't going to happen. I I'm just amazed. As of Wednesday, I would look at each of those models, and they all were very, very in line. Like, the precip ends either by 7 p.m. or 10 p.m. Saturday night, and now, you know, they all look the same still. So really good forecast by the models, except they were much colder three days right. ago with that cold air mass. They yeah. backed off. Yeah, you, do, you noticed that as well, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, it seems like the cold air less intense, but I yes. it was also the timing of the precipitation though because don't you agree that earlier in the week or maybe even last weekend it looked like that would linger into Sunday morning a little bit You're right. more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, and this is why we don't show snow maps like 7 days out or right. more because they can I think at one point like 5 days out um the GFS which is the American model was pumping out like 12 inches of snow and the euro was closer to an inch and it just it, it's okay to kind of verbalize that it's okay to like say yeah this is how far off the models are this is why we're not showing it but you have those you know weather nerds out there some actually some meteorologists that will <laughs> will throw out a, a snow map and it kind of create that clickbait and that hype but um no yeah. nobody would do that right, right. <laughs> and you said gfs I, I just had to chuckle as soon as you said that jeff I know you love that GFS, Mark, don't you? Mm, oh yeah, when it says two feet of snow coming next week, boy, I, I, I just jump right on that. I make some graphics. We declare five first alert weather days in a row, and we are on that. And just pump out kidding. a blog post on it, of course. Oh, of yeah. course, the GFS. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I was like, well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, at one point the models were forecasting eight fifty millibar temps. I mean, the, the consensus between the Euro ensembles and the G, the Gem, the Canadian ensembles. They were down to minus 11, minus 12. That was the uh, the ensemble average for like Sunday or Monday right in there. And they've really backed off. Yesterday, they really backed off quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, I think now we're down to like a minus 8 or minus 9, which is just like th this cold spell upcoming has gone from like, oh, this will be a significant event for the winter to eh, it's a little cooler than normal, but it's nothing too unusual. I mean, high temperatures, we're, we if you've been watching, we've been creeping those upward for Sunday and Monday. I mean, under yeah. sunshine, that drive and air mass, the temperature could make it to 40. Mm -hmm. That is a possibility. If, if we're only 39 or 40, it's like, well, enjoy the sunshine. That's going to yeah. be great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bumped us to 38 and 39. Um, oh, the big move. For, yeah, for Sunday and Monday. One whole degree there. How are you going to yeah. take that, Mark? You inch it. You just uh, you know, you trend it. <laughs> well, we'll take a closer look this afternoon, Jeff. Yeah. You just take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know I'll nap. Uh, that's the best part about this podcast is I'm not coming off of a nap. I am coming off of my work shift, and I have so much energy. And by the way, um, yeah, the the main focus is the cold air. Uh, while it won't be the coldest air of the season, uh, don't want to minimize the fact that it's going to turn pretty cold. When you factor sure. in the the east wind, if you're exposed to the east wind, if you're in the, say the east or central metro, uh, you'll really feel the cold air. So we're thinking. Um, will barely probably drop to freezing by Sunday morning at sunrise. Too much um, wind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, too much wind. And then uh, but during the day Sunday, if we only hit about 38 or so, when you factor in the east wind, it's going to feel like the 20s all day long. So, <laughs> And it'll yeah. probably feel like the teens come Sunday morning, and then Sunday afternoon it'll feel like the 20s. Then we go into Sunday night, Monday morning. We start to get more of a localized wind. Would you guys agree? More sure. to like yes. areas exposed to the gorge. So yep. Decouple. It'll decouple. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, yeah. That, oh, that sounds kind of nasty. Decouple, just so people know. If, if uh, it means you know, if the wind keeps blowing, you know, all night long, then the air mass is well mixed and it's hard for temperatures to get really cold, right? Right. Well, decoupling means 
the wind keeps flowing overhead, but down here, you know, in the lowest few hundred feet, the wind goes calm, and when it goes calm and it's that dry, the air can really cool off. Think like, you know, we're living like the central Oregon life Sunday and Monday with dry air, yeah. so it can really drop at night. So that's decoupling. Yeah. And that's why we think like Monday morning or even Tuesday morning will be the coldest mornings because of the light wind, the mostly clear skies, and the really yeah. dry air in place. That's going to... That's going to be prime conditions for temperatures to just plummet. So we're thinking low 20s, upper teens, maybe for two mornings. And, yeah, um, yeah central and eastern Oregon will probably have it even worse. Uh, <laughs> and that doesn't go as a surprise. So go ahead, Mark. Yeah, we don't want to bury the, the, the fact that um, with that cold air on Sunday and probably Monday, too, we should have a cloudless sky. And if that's the case, like Riel, again, our news anchor, she, she goes, I haven't seen a totally sunny day, like where the entire day was sunny since I got here on Christmas Eve. She flew in, I think, on Christmas Eve. Um, but can you imagine, that'll be the first time in about five weeks we have a totally clear day here. <laughs> that's so right. enjoy I mean, the sunshine. The, the sunshine nice. that we've had has been like filtered sunshine, like high clouds passing through. Or morning uh, right. fog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or just like a little peak here and there in the afternoon. Or no peak. Yeah. Or, or no peak sunshine. at all. Yeah. The last three days, yeah. Yeah, so, um, Mark, you had a pretty cool blog post last night, which would have been January 26th, and uh, you were kind of, you know, piggybacking off the, the forecast that we're entering a cooler weather pattern, and uh, you took a look at some of the coldest temperatures that we've observed in the state of Oregon, and in parts of southwest Washington as well. And um, Camilla, Mark, I don't know who has it pulled up, but we should talk about some of those temperatures. Yeah. You, you got it, Camilla? I've got, yep, I've got the uh, blog post right here. It has become my Bible, Mark. It's memorized? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it looks like uh, out along the coast, uh, all-time coldest temps, some single digits there, six for Newport and Astoria. Uh, looks like in 1990 there was a cold snap. And then one for Tillamook, zero degrees for Long Beach. Um, and then here we get into the Western valleys and we do have lots of negative values here. So anywhere from about negative two to negative 16 at government camp, uh, looks like the all time coldest temps. Do you remember any of these, uh, periods? That's of what time? I was wondering. I was yeah. wondering about the 73, um, 72. or not 70, 72. Yeah. Yeah. December of 72 is an interesting one. No, I don't remember, but I would have been three, and I assume I was sledding um, in the Hood River Valley. That's my dad had a fruit ranch there. So, um, okay. But that was a historic one because it was kind of early, not too early, but it was early December. And if you go back and look at Portland's records, I think there are 11 or there's seven or 11, at least a week, more than a week, I think, of record low high temperatures, you know, all 20s and 30 degrees because we had snow cover, and I think the uh, east wind was blowing a little bit at that time, because I noticed PDX didn't get that cold at night. You know, it didn't go below 8. But, um, yeah, I, I think we had snow cover and just this extended spell of cold air that just sat there, I think, with sunshine. So that yeah. you notice a lot of those are 1972. But yeah. Before we get into the central and eastern Oregon temperatures, I love the stories. I, I, I have a, a few people that I've talked to in the metro area that tell us stories. And, Mark, you've actually mentioned this recently about – uh, it used to get so cold that sometimes the Columbia River would freeze yeah. over and they would be able to drive over it. Wow. Yeah, the last time that happened where it totally froze, and, and I think where some of those pictures come from is um, January of 1930. I, as I recall, three weeks below freezing, there were several days in there where it stayed in the teens. And you see that picture of an old car, you know, sitting in front of the interstate bridge on the river. And somebody landed a plane on the river as well. That's crazy. Back then, they were so, let's say, gutsy back then. 
Um, like, hey, I'm going to land a plane on the river. I can do that. You know, the, safety wasn't such a big issue back then. You know, those details of like being safe. Um, but yeah, that was the last time it totally froze over, mainly because, well, not only has the climate warmed, but also the dams. Once, I think Bonneville Dam was put in in 1933 or 38. And once that happens, and more and more dams were built, more water was stored, so the water level is artificially higher, I oh. think, in the winter. And also, you just got that combined mass of warmer water that's, you know, underneath, it's always being sent down the river. So it was a little bit different back then. Plus, we just, our winters aren't quite as cold either. This yeah. may this may be a, a not a dumb question, but just kind of like a oh he's not from the Northwest. I've only been here for four years, so I'm gonna uh, preface this um, by saying or by asking Mark, um, have you ever seen like big ice like yes. chunks coming down? Okay, like yeah, last not just the Columbia. Like, what about the Willamette though too? That's a good question. It must have done it on the Willamette too. I'm thinking January of 2017. I think that was a year before you showed up, Jeff. Um, Oh. We had, I think we had, that's when we had the big snowstorm, like a foot one night. And then it was in the 20s for the next four days. And just that, there were ice flows coming down the Columbia. And then in 96, there were a lot of ice flows where like the first, I don't know, the first 50 yards on each side of the Columbia was looking pretty solid. Hmm. So it does happen. That's cold. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk cold. Mark or uh, Camilla, what yeah. names or list off some of those temperatures that have been recorded in central and eastern Oregon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Let's travel east of the Cascades here. My goodness. So basically, it looks like we're ranging from about negative 12 for Hood River and the Dalles. And then the coldest, the state record, Ukiah and Seneca, negative 54. That's crazy. Those were both in 1933. Mark? Yeah. Any feedback on that? Yeah. I think those two were either on the same day or they were only a day apart. It was February, and I don't know the details of that cold spell, but um, notice there, I don't think there are any other 1933 numbers there. No, I, I don't. I so don't something think so. was special about that event. Maybe upper level air was extremely cold, but not as cold below. And somebody else pointed out, or I had a viewer ask a really good question. Um, on a previous map, I had a nine below zero at Timberline, and I don't know where that information came from on a previous map, so I didn't include it on this one. And somebody said, well, that seems surprisingly warm. Why wouldn't it be even colder up there at that elevation? Mm, good question. But it's because cold air and clear, calm nights pools in the lowest elevations. Right. Yeah. So, yes, elevation helps. But if you're up exposed and not in a bowl of terrain, it may not get that cold. So that's why yeah, turbines low wouldn't be as cold. Imagine it like being like a swimming pool and you pour water in. The water is going to go to the lowest elevation. The, the cold air is more dense, so it just sinks right. down into the valleys and – uh, creates those inversions and things like that, like we deal with in the winter time. So, um, really, yeah, that was that was one of those uh, blogs where it wasn't one of those like really long, um, long-winded blogs, but it had so much important information <laughs> or interesting information on it uh, for a weather nerd like me, at least. So, yeah, um, that's right. Okay, so we've obviously kind of gone over the forecast. Boy, I've been looking at some of the long-range models. Oh, it's painful. It's, it's painful. And I, I'm thinking in terms of, like, I, I just want to see some snow, frankly. I, I know we don't want, like, the city to shut down and roads to become a mess. But, man, it doesn't look very promising for snow lovers. Uh, are you guys seeing something similar in the forecast? Yeah. I pulled up the, um, excuse me, <clears throat> the uh, Euro, uh, the ensemble forecast. What's that, 15 days out? And yesterday mm -hmm. it looked really pathetic. Mm. Yeah. Really pathetic. 
Yeah, that's too bad because I know a lot of people, of course, disappointed that they may not see snowflakes with this event this weekend. And I had someone tweet at me, oh, well, you know, maybe a little bit later this winter. I mean, it's always possible, sure. Uh, Well, yeah. what we could, you know, the the technique that we could use is Mark will in winter. He can go out of town and then (laughs) maybe it'll snow in April again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, sure. We might get that once every 80 years snow in April again. Now, you go ahead and d- give me your betting odds on that one. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, I will tell you I this. Will, the long-range Euro, which runs twice a week out to 46 days, and yes, very undependable after about the two-week period, but it does show cooler-than-average temps in February, and it also shows kind of the return of Western troughing where it's cooler than average, like after about mid-month, mm. so about two weeks or so out, just after Valentine's Day. So we have had, you know, decent snow in late February. That can happen. But, uh, yeah, I think the next 10 days, first week and a half of February, eh, I don't think anything interesting is going to happen snow or cold-wise. Yeah. And, of course, if we notice oh, any changes, we sure will. you know, all platforms, on all of the platforms. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> We have one more important announcement to make, and we've kind of made this announcement elsewhere, but uh, it's really coming up quickly now. On Monday, we're getting a brand new team That's member right. on the First Alert Weather team. Mark? Yes, Katie Zuniga. Woohoo! Um, she's from Bend, has been doing weather in Bend, I think, nine years. Is that correct? Quite a long time. And she's a meteorologist, and she has lived in the Portland metro area. She's been on Portland TV, but not in a meteorological capacity, let's say. Um, and she's joining us on Monday. She will be a weekend morning a meteorologist and then she'll be on weekday afternoons and evenings uh with me and well if i happen to take a vacation day uh camilla mm-hmm. yep wait so i didn't know she was I on think portland she can tv tell us about this but i think she used to do some sort of wedding planning business and was on am northwest over at k2 i think oh. she was regularly on at k2 oh Oh, like a like yeah, a lifestyle show like, kind of thing. In the past, was a huge, you know, big deal in Portland. Uh, yeah. Oh. And I don't know her very well, but Mark and I got to meet and interact with her at uh, the AMS Winter Weather Conference at OMSI. October. This was back in October. Was this in December, Mark, or November? Oh, it's yeah. October. Jeez, time flies. Um, and she's like so bubbly. She immediately gave <laughs> yeah. us a hug, and um, she—I think everybody's yeah. going to really like her. Oh, I love that! I'm Cajun so excited to meet her. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, we—we we only everybody only dips special. Once, you know, double dip, of course. But the point is that got to, we had a little <laughs> better not. meeting of the minds afterwards, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, nice. so we're really looking forward to in- introducing her to uh, everybody, and we'll probably get her on the on the podcast here soon, but. You know what? Uh, we're going to have to cut this one short here because I know somebody has to get out of her house and over to the studio for the yes. 12 o'clock news. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the director is going to kill me because we shoot those weather teases that air a little bit later in the <laughs> night. And I already yes. emailed her. I'm like, can we push those a little bit? And, it's fine. And this you know is why I should point it. out we're, we're, oh, we may sound a little different today. We're, each of us are, well, at least me and Camilla are probably in different locations. I know I'm kind of in this funny kind of noisy closet and I'm, I'm running on Starlink today at home which we've had some glitches here and there so if you hear a funny little eh, like that that means well mark's internet was pooping out for a second yeah <laughs> yeah for sure well um we appreciate all of you tuning in and being loyal first alert weather uh listeners and viewers uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on the forecast be ready for the cold air that's going to come in saturday night and into sunday morning 
other than that, uh, we should stay clear of snow and ice west of the Cascades for quite some time. So uh, we'll be back soon with more on the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Until then, have a great weekend. And hesitate and tell us, please tell us about the weather.